Good morning. Good morning. We are going to call this meeting of December the 13th, 2016 to order. The time is now 10.03 and we have given Comcast enough time to catch me. We will start the pledge with our wonderful Commissioner LaMarca. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. It is customary at these meetings that we observe a moment of silence for those who are serving here and abroad who protect this great country. Additionally, we will ask that if there's any commissioners here who wish to recognize anyone from their districts, please um, do that now. Commissioner Lamarca. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I came in just after the start of your punctual first meeting last week. Um, and I know that uh, a good friend of our community and a, a lifelong public servant was mentioned by our administrator, but I wanted to uh, also remember John Stunson um, who was the city manager in Oakland Park, spent some time in Fort Lauderdale, but I wanted to point out that much have, after having attended his service, he was a man who didn't talk much about what he did, uh, he just did it, and much of what we see on Fort Lauderdale Beach uh, today is uh, the result of his efforts uh, back in the mid-late 80s, and uh, I want to remember him and his, his family as well, and also a uh, resident um, I believe of Commissioner Bogan's district, but the grandfather of a uh, person in our community, uh, Pastor Robert Lee Robinson, uh, who was 60 years the pastor of uh, Thomas Temple Church of God in Christ. Uh, if we could keep uh, him and his family in your thoughts and prayers. Let's bow our heads. Thank you. You may be seated. So I'm sure you heard the wonderful music coming from our speakers this morning. And that um, song that led us in is called Old Days by Chicago. This afternoon, we will hear Wake Me Up by Avishi. And both songs were chosen by Commissioner Bogan, who, by the way, huh? Yeah, it's called the Old Days. For old people like myself. Yeah. And uh, he treated us to Brooklyn bagels this morning very, very at, for breakfast. And so we are loving Commissioner Bogan. So before we get to the agenda, I would like to start with the Broward Means Business Moment by recognizing Imagine Art Media Productions, LLC. Each week before the commission meeting, uh, we will recognize a business in our community that is contributing to the stability of our economy and to the success of building our small business infrastructure in Broward County. And today that business is Imagine Art Media Productions, and I'm going to go down and give the proclamation. The proclamation reads, is this on? Yep. Can you hear me? Okay, now it's on. 
Whereas Imagine Art Media Productions LLC is a marketing and production company offering services in Haitian and Caribbean communities throughout the United States, Canada, and the Caribbean islands. And whereas Imagine Art Media Productions LLC is based in Miramar, Florida, with 10 employees and recently celebrated its 10th anniversary. And whereas Imagine Art Media Productions LSC certified in Broward County's local small business programs, county business enterprise program, and small business enterprise program. And President and CEO Elizabeth Guerin, daughter of famous Haitian writer, started her career in the broadcasting industry at the age of eight years old. And whereas recognizing the absence of marketing companies in the Haitian community in the United States, Ms. Guerin, with her extensive knowledge and experience in Haitian market, created Imagine Art Media Productions LLC in 2006. And whereas Imagine Art Media Productions LLC serves small businesses, international corporations, and organizations of all sizes. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designates Tuesday, December 13, 2016, as Broward Means Business, Imagine Art Media Productions Day in Broward County, Florida. Um, I'm not Elizabeth Guerin, however, I'm, I'm her daughter, Crystalie Parizeau, and I'm the manager of the company. Unfortunately, Elizabeth could not be with us this morning. However, I have the pleasure of accepting this proclamation on her behalf, and I have to say we have been working for, for 10 years now, um, and we are not only uh, a small business, we are a small woman-owned business and family-owned business. And it's been 10 years since we've been working hard in Broward County, so I have to say thank you very much for this appreciation. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. I'll say hello to your mom. I will. Okay. Yeah? You're liking that? going to like this even better. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get started. For, I want to give some public participation reminders. For those of you in the audience, please turn off or silence your cell phones. Any member of the audience who wishes to be heard on a county commission item on today's agenda, please come forward and fill out a speaker's form located on the dais and furnish it to staff. Once an item is called, no further speaker signups will be allowed, and you will not be permitted to speak. Individuals who are interested in speaking on an item, please come forward and sign up now. When you are called upon, you will have three minutes to speak. Please keep your items brief into the subject being discussed. We ask that you address the commission in a polite manner. Um, respect the views of those who are speaking today. No cheering, booing, or catcalls before or after speaker's comments, and if you really like it, just do spirit fingers. Okay, now I'm gonna read the... 
Yeah. Just point of clarification, could you yeah. tell us what a cat call is? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I think I know. Well, I would do that, but I'd get in trouble. Bertha told me not to do anything that she wouldn't approve of. So, um, so I'm going to read the Tuesday morning memo. Consent items are 1 through 42. I request that the following withdrawals and Scrivener error corrections and inclusion of additional information be added to the, um, to the Secretary's minutes. Withdrawals of item number 19 is withdrawn for further staff review. Item number 44 was requested to be deferred um, by Commissioner Holness. Scrivener's errors. Item number nine, the last sentence of the motion currently reads, in six months after effective date, should read in two years after effective date. Item number 26, should have districts seven and nine listed at the end of the motion. Item number 42, summary explanation background, fourth paragraph currently reads, the board approved supplemental JPA number one in the amount of $9,004. It should read, the board approves supplemental JPA number one in the amount of $9,006,481. Additionally, the Florida Department of Transportation Exhibit 3, Attachment A, page 2, under fiscal year 2016, currently reads $9,002,348, and it should read $18,4,696. Item number 50 is a summary explanation background. Second paragraph, bullet point two currently reads, non-voting member with no category. It should read, voting member with no category. This also applies to exhibit one under the heading category. Item number 57, why action is necessarily necessary currently reads, effective February the 3rd, 2016. It should read, effective February the 3rd, 2017. Additional information, item number 52 on I, uh, motion B to authorize the county administrator to assign emergency call zones to each of the class three BLS transport providers awarded a certificate of public convenience and necessity as identified in chapter three and a half dash four paren three consistent with staff recommendations should medics ambulance service not return to return the executed contract to the county by December the 19th, 2016. Item number 53, the signature pages have been received. The mayor requests without objection that items number 43, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49 is going to stay on regular for Commissioner Lamarca, right? And then we're going to move items 50, 51, and 53 to consent. The additional material for the morning meeting. Item number four is a memo to the mayor from the office of the county attorney. Item number nine, a replacement agreement with the city of Deerfield Beach. Item number 11 is a memo to the board from the Environmental Protection and Growth Management Department. Item number 28 is a memo to the county administrator from the Human Services Department. Item number 28, paren two, is a memo to the board from the office of the county attorney auditor. Item number 39, sketches of Monarch Hill, leachate line connection points submitted by Public Works Department. Item number 54, 52, a memo to the board from the Office of the Medical Examiner and Trauma Services. Item number 53, a memo to the board from the Office of the County Attorney. Item number 54, Exhibit 1 and 2. Item number 57, a memo to the board from the County Auditor. 
Meeting and workshop notices through December the 30th, 2016. On 12 14 2016 at 9 o'clock a.m., Transportation Management Association Executive Board meeting will take place. On 12 16 2016 at 9 a.m., the Children's Services Advisory Board regular business meeting and workshop will take place. That completes the reading of the Tuesday morning um, memo. At this time, I'm going to go through the dais and ask for withdrawals from the consent agenda. Commissioner Udine. Just item number eight for a brief comment. When it comes eight. Up, please. Commissioner Rich is absent, um, excused absence. Commissioner Bogan. No polls. Commissioner Ryan. Item 34. Vice Mayor Furr. 39. Commissioner Lamarca. As you said, stated to keep 49 on regular, mm -hmm. and I'd like to pull uh, keep 51 on regular, and make uh, two very minor uh, scrivener's uh, updates on item number 11. Uh, it, Dan unfortunately, Dania Beach is not in District 4 and 7. It's just in District 7 now. And uh, the town of Hillsborough is listed as the city of Hillsborough Beach. Thank you. Minute secretary. So at this time, Commissioner Lamarca, 49 and 51 to stay on regular for discussion. Okay, Commissioner Holness. 28. Commissioner Geller. Uh, 33 and 40 for the purpose of announcing a conflict. Okay. County Administrator. None. County Attorney. County Auditor. None. <laughs> you had to think about that for a minute. 57 came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. The, this morning, with your, you guys are in rare form today. Oh, so you, you're thinking about? <laughs> no, he's thinking about staying. Yeah. Well, I, I just made an agreement with him, so I mean, you might do that. Bogan, we know about your agreements. We are going to, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep it moving. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I have some audience polls. So I have item number 28. I've got item number 52 and 54 on regular already, so we're good there. All righty. So I need a motion for the, con for the consent agenda, which is items 1 to 42 minus items 8 34, 39, 28, 33, 40. So that's the first part of consent. The items transferred to consent are items 43, 45, 40, 47, 48, 50, and 53. <coughs> I think no. you meant to say 46. There's no, 46 wasn't pulled. I transferred 46 to consent. I said 40, 33 and 40. No, pulled from consent. So we're good? Okay. So can I have that motion? Okay, all in favor signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed? Minute secretary, do you have it? Okay. 
All right, so the first item that was pulled from consent agenda is, and can, when you leave, can you leave quietly so we can continue the business? Okay, so the first item that was pulled from consent agenda was item number eight. Just very, very briefly, Madam Mayor. Yes. Uh, I, I'm in support of this. I think I'd like to see more trees in the uh, municipal service area. I just want to make sure that when staff works with the municipalities, that this is in no way considered punitive towards them, and a, and a, and a formula comes up that there's buy-in with, I don't want to be taking away from them. I want to work with, with the cities to make sure that there's agreement on both sides. It's really an issue that there should be agreement on both sides, and I just want to keep it like that. Uh, with that, I'm, I'm, I'd move to support the item. All those in favor of item number eight, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Let the record show eight passes unanimously. Item number 28 is the next item that was pulled from consent agenda by Commissioner Holness, and I also have two public speakers. What would you like to do first? Let, let them go. Okay. The first person that signed up to speak is Mrs. Charlotte Mather-Taylor followed by Ms. Jasmine Shirley. Thank you very much for allowing me a moment to speak. Uh, the primary person who would be able to answer detailed questions will be Ms. Shirley, but I just wanted to respectfully request of the commissioners, we know that you have some concerns, um, but we would ask that, uh, concerns about Broward Health and some of the things that you've read, but we would ask that you approve this contract today because this is our primary care contract. We have had an arrangement with the county since 1993, and we ask that this contract be approved and not interrupted so that services can continue. It is a contract that serves our poor, and we think it's very important for our community. Ms. Shirley does an excellent job as the senior VP over the community health services. She has, through her leadership, we have met all of your uh, oversight that you've had with compliances. The county has strict compliance over us. The outcomes are excellent, and you can be assured that excellent services are being provided in our primary care system. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. Shirley, did you want to come up and speak now, or would you like to wait? Okay. Thank you. Okay. At this time, Commissioner Holness, you were the person that pulled this item. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and let me just uh, address Ms. Shirley for a moment, Ms. Ja Jasmine Shirley. I'm not going to ask you a whole lot of questions today. But, but I, I, I sat here and I thought, looking at you in the audience and knowing your family history, uh, your dad being a pioneer doctor in the African-American community, I think your dad would be very proud of the great work that you've done, that you continued on his legacy, not necessarily as a doctor, but by providing health care for a community that's in great need. And it pains me to, to, to not be in support today of this, because I know it, it serves people who are in need, many from my district. However, I, I won't be voting for this item this morning uh, because I, I believe certainly that a statement must be made and that the North Broad Hospital District Board of Com Commissioners must understand that they need to do what's in the best interest of the public. And, and the actions, the many actions that they have taken, uh, especially in recent times, doesn't lend to that. 
it, it, is, it, is, it is wrong what they have done to this organization that is run by professionals like yourself and many others who dedicate their life to help in the community. They need to get their house in order. And I know they canceled the next board meeting. Uh, and I don't know the reason uh, for sure. But indeed, the one vocal person who has spoken against what is being done, terms expire at the meeting that would have happened on the 13th. Yeah. And that meeting is now moved to, and for the public, I think everyone who wants to voice your opinion should engage. The next board meeting for the North Broad Hospital Board of Commissioners is Thursday, the 22nd at 1.30 p.m. And it's at their corporate complex at 1700 Northwest 49th Street in Fort Lauderdale. Again, it's December 22nd, that's next Thursday, at 1.30 p.m. at 1700 Northwest 49th Street, Fort Lauderdale. So you ought to go and voice your opinion because it's our tax dollars that's running this facility. It's our hospital district. So I am not going to vote again for this item this morning. And, and, and I encourage everyone to really weigh in on ensuring that this board doing about face, particularly on the issue of Ms. Pauline Grant, who had served for 30 years. In June, she would be able to retire after serving this institution for so long with a pension. Because it's for cause, she might not be able to after so many years of service. It's very wrong, very, very wrong. And there are a lot of people who are angry and upset about this. But you ought to ensure that you're calling the governor's office. You ought to call the board, be at the meeting on the 22nd at 1.30 p.m. Thank, Thank you. you, Commissioner Holness. The next person in queue you, is Shirley. Commissioner Bogan, followed by Commissioner Lamarca. Ms. Shirley, if we vote against this, Commissioner Holness just stated, if we vote against this contract, will patients be affected? Will services of patients be affected, yes or no? Uh, thank you, Commissioner Brogan. Yes, okay, patients so, and services so will be com affected. Commissioner Holness, with all due respect, your beef with the board of the North Broward Hospital District, so you're going to take it out on the Broward indigent people who can't afford help. This is going to affect the patients because of, 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 your, of your beef. And, and I got to tell you, I respect your, your comment. I agree with, actually, your comment, Commissioner Holness, about about what you said, but to take it out on the Broward residents, where Ms. Shirley did state it will affect it'll affect the services of patients there. These people need to be protected. They need to be helped, and I think we should be voting for this contract. And if we've got a dispute with the board of the North Broward Hospital, we should address that in a different way, not to where it's going to detrimentally affect. Um, our, our Broward residents, and so I'm going to support this contract, especially with you, you, you stating here that the services will, of patients will be affected if we don't approve the contract. Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Lamarca. Thank you, Mayor. Um, 
I want to clarify. I, I do, can't speak for anybody else, but I, I, I don't think Commissioner Homeless is the only person <laughs> that has the beef with this board. I think Broward County has the beef. If you read the editorial, I think it was spot on. Uh, I think everything is planned strategically. Um, there have been many, many board meetings in municipalities, public entities. Uh, this board, if somebody can't make it, if the mayor can't make the meeting, the show goes on. Um, but for some reason, because one person uh, who nobody can seem to find and is supposedly traveling, um, they're going to move a meeting a week later, which is ironically, as Commissioner Holness said, right past the term uh, of Commissioner Canada, the most uh, outspoken member on that board. Um, I find it. I find it almost laughable. Um, I, I'd love to tell you everything I know about Broward Health, but that's, that's not my prerogative and it's not the place. What, I, what I'm going to tell you is the administration uh, from these hospitals, uh, Ms. Shirley, uh, the CEO of North Broward, Broward General, all the hospitals have done a magnificent job. They delivered uh, some of the best medical care that we could possibly ask for. The doctors are some of the very best in the country, as I said last week. Um, are all of the griping and, and quote-unquote beef we may have with the with the current uh, majority of the current board is not going to stop what they're going to do. They're going to do what they're going to do. But at least uh, that there are some other eyes on them now and, and, and as far as that, and hopefully they guide themselves accordingly. But it would be reprehensible, I think, because it won't send the right message. They'll look at this and they'll laugh and they'll continue to do what they're doing. It would be reprehensible for us not to continue to serve this community, uh, this population. Uh, that's why, as I didn't last week, I'm not going to uh, hold funds from, from these folks. It's, I understand what Commissioner Holness is, is saying and what he's uh, attempting to do. It's just that when you know enough about a group of people, you know it's not going to stop what they want to do. It doesn't matter. It would be like somebody saying, well, we know what LaMarca wants to do up there on the commission, but the other eight won't vote that way. Not that that ever happens, but the, the reality is, the reality is they're not going to listen to us. They're not going to listen to anybody else. I don't know who they're listening to. Uh, that will be determined, I'm certain, but we can't hold funds from, from the Indian population of Broward County. Um, I'm going to vote to support this, but I hope that uh, people do attend that meeting on the 22nd. It couldn't be in a uh, harder, harder to reach place at a worse time for the general public, but I hope folks do get to that meeting. Thank you. Commissioner Udine? Thank you, Mayor. Um, I did a little bit of research on this, and I had asked the county auditor for some information. Would, would, the, the, board, would the North Broward Hospital District be able to provide a, uh, an additional level of reporting, as the county auditor had mentioned in his memo that he sent in response to my question? Yes, most definitely. Uh, that reporting of our financial quarters, quarterly reports were in previous contracts. That's no problem with resuming those again. Okay, so you can add that into this process somehow to the satisfaction of the county administrator yes. and the county attorney. Yes. Okay. Um, so that was my concern that I had with this. Uh, as I listened to the debate, and I had pulled this last time for the, the, the auditing issue, um, if this was a building that we were fighting over and we were going to get sued afterwards, and I would say let the chips fall where they may. But from my point of view, uh, in 93, we used to provide this service through the county. We can't provide this service internally. When we did it through the county, we, there were two facilities in the northern part of the county. Broward Health has increased it to 10 facilities. Uh, they provide a valuable service to our most vulnerable residents. 
I don't want to vote for this, but I'm going to support it for that reason because I can't put those vulnerable residents at risk. So as long as the reporting requirements will be improved to the satisfaction of the county administrator and the county auditor, I will vote to support this, this go-round. Thank you, Thank Commissioner you. Udine. Commissioner Geller? Okay, there it is. Okay. Uh, thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, I agree with the uh, tone and tenor of the remarks of my colleague, uh, Commissioner Holness, about uh, sharing the outrage, although I do reach a different conclusion that he does. Um, last week, uh, I believe that many of us voted to postpone this to send a message. We, we sent that message. Um, I'll send another message today. Um, there are those of us that believe that, and I'm one of them, that uh, the board may be creating so much difficulty in an effort to eventually lead to the privatization of the North Broward Hospital District. Um, a lot of people have been speculating on that. I will never, ever, ever, ever support that. And I understand that the hospital district, they serve one leader, we serve another. We're responsible directly to the people of Broward County. They, they answer to the governor. Elections have consequences. I, I recognize that, but I will not ever support uh, the privatization, and I hope that this is not something that the North Broward District is doing because it's hard to believe they could be having this many problems by accident. Um, having said that, however, I agree with the sentiment of most of my colleagues. I think we have sent a message that the Board of County Commissioners is concerned with the North Broward <laughs> Hospital District. I share the outrage, and particularly about the firing of that individual. Um, Pauline, that, uh, that Commissioner Holness was speaking about, I find that to be a reprehensible act. But as so many of my colleagues have said, I'm not going to take it out on the poor people of Broward County, so I will be voting for this today. But I think that, that it's important that, although some of us may be voting different ways today, I think if there's a unanimous message from the Board of County Commissioners elected by all of the voters of Broward County that we're hoping that the North Broward District will run better, more efficiently than they have been and stop what's been going on. We've set, we're sending that message. Thank you, Madam Thank Mayor. Thank you. Next person in queue is Commissioner Ryan, followed to close by Commissioner Holness. Okay. I just want to reiterate a couple of things that uh, we had spoke about last week and see if anything has changed. Um, First, to the county attorney, I, I posed the question that in the past, it's my understanding that uh, this contract to provide uh, funding for low-cost medical services is an annual contract that the county generally <laughs> approves retroactively. That's correct. So the, the year starts, whether it's a fiscal year or calendar year, the, the year begins, the services are furnished. Um, Data information is provided to the county. When the county finds that all of its criteria has been met, it approves the contract through the county commission, and whatever 
portion of the contract has not been paid, is paid in a lump sum, and then the balance is paid monthly. Is that correct? That's my understanding, yes. Ms. Shirley, I um, spoke with you in my office yesterday, and I posed the question uh, about when the next meeting of the North Broward Hospital District Board would take place. It's my understanding it will take place this week or next week? It will take place December 22nd, 1.30 p.m., at the uh, corporate offices and the, the Spectrum Complex. We voted last week to defer approval of this uh, agreement for funding for low-cost medical services, um, understanding that the, the board, uh, the North Broward, North Broward Hospital District Board, would not meet in this week. Um, have you had any communication with the board members with respect to the, the, the tenor of the discussion that we had uh, and our concerns? No, sir. I've had those discussions with the <clears throat> interim CEO, Mr. Kevin Fusco. Uh, and what's the status of uh, the former CEO? At the action taken by the board as of December 4th, I believe that was. I'm not really sure the exact date. Um, Ms. Grant was terminated. If we were to defer approval of this agreement, if the county commission defers approval until its January meeting, uh, I, I did ask you whether the hospital district would continue to provide these services uh, as you have in the past until this agreement is um, approved. Um, is it your understanding that these services will continue to be furnished uh, throughout December and into January without approval of this agreement? Without approval of this agreement, the services will continue to be served, as I indicated at the last meeting. I had to uh, get some information directly from our interim CEO. He's indicated that Broward Health will continue to meet the needs of the community. However, we must have a contract in place. Um, and as I indicated just a moment ago to Commissioner Bogan, if indeed the contract does not get executed, there will be impacts to the services and the patients delivered, those services are delivered to. There will be an impact between now and that could the, start, the first meeting Yes, sir, that could start with an $8.5 million shortfall. We would then need to start to scale down services or to th rethink how we provide services. So yes, there will be an impact to services and the delivery. In the past, the, um, the contract has been uh, approved months after the um, um, initial date no, for sir. the term of the contract. No, sir. Uh, under my tenure, uh, and I've been in place with this particular contract since 2003, prior to that in 1993, um, the staff that I've worked with at county, we worked very diligently very, beginning very early in uh, your fiscal year and our fiscal year, the close of our fiscal year, to get the contracts uh, at least in the, uh, in the process to get before you prior to September 30th so that there would not be a lapse in contract terms. Right. The <clears throat> county attorney said that um, annually, routinely, uh, this agreement for um, funding uh, low-cost medical services is approved after the effective date in the agreement. 
My recollection is, sir, that we had our work done prior to September 30th. It will come onto your board as you schedule it. And if that was after October 1, it is retroactive back to October 1, the beginning of the contract term. And, and never in the past have you uh, discontinued services or scaled back services as you await approval of the agreement after the effective date of October 1? There was never a need to, sir, because we always had it executed shortly around October 1 or before. All right, so we, we, we just brought this up last week in the middle of December, so this is, this is unusual that, that it took this two is, and a half months to, to come this before This is us? a very unprecedented time in, in the course of the delivery of services under this contract to be well into December without a contract in place. Well, why is it that it took so long for the agreement? Are there some controversial components in this agreement that took it so long no, to come sir, before the board? No, sir. We received the final document that we have to send through our process, on, I believe, on September 13th. It would have been if it had gone to, gotten to us earlier, we could have gotten it through our board for the September meeting, but it came to us after September 13th. Therefore, it could not get to my board for its uh, decision until October 26th, which was our board meeting. We were shooting to have that, for you all to have that on, I believe, your October 14th board meeting. But our board met after the 26th, on the 26th, so I had to go to my board first before we got the, con the approvals to execute and move forward. The, um, the portion of the um, cost for, the, for uh, the medical services that is um, contributed by Broward County is approximately $8.5 million. What's the total budget for these low-cost medical services? $44,551,000. Okay, so it's $44 million. And the other entities that um, provide these services, um, do, they, do they have in their agreement or is there authorization for you to curtail services if any one of the funding sources uh, does not um, sign an agreement as of the effective date? I'm not sure exactly what you mean by that. The other sources of funding, sir, are Medicaid, Medicare, patient co-pays, other grants that we have uh, for various parts of the services and supportive services, such as Healthy Start, Healthy Families, all of the prenatal kinds of services, uh, those contracts are in place. Um, and so the one that is not in place is the $8.5 of the county, in, right. in addition to Broward Health's own investment. All right, so uh, I, I, that's, that concludes the questions I have. Uh, I just wanted to make one comment before I, I believe you're going to have um, Commissioner Holness, you're going to close on this item. Um, it just seems to me that um, Ms. Grant is, you know, is, is a pawn in a larger political struggle at the hospital district, and it would seem to me that that we should, as a entity that that contributes towards this low-cost medical care, should at least hear from the board of directors before we approve this contract because the message has been clear that there needs to be some explanation on why uh, a lady who has provided such uh, exemplary service for the hospital district for all these years is, is basically roadkill in a political battle for, I don't know if it's the to dissolve the hospital district or merge it with 
or the, the South Florida Hospital District. I don't know what the plans are, but when, when, a, a C, when a CEO is terminated without even a discussion of performance, that is very, those are very suspicious circumstances. So I, 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 you know, if Commissioner Holness wants to, to move it, to, to defer it until the first meeting of January, I'll support his motion. Okay. Commissioner Ryan, at this time, deferral's not in order. There's still discussion on the item. If you want to tr um, ask for a deferral, we'll have to vote on it because right now, as I count, I don't think you have consensus to defer, okay? So I'm gonna make my comment before Commissioner Holness closes. You know, as I stated last week when this item came up, this item has nothing to do with Pauline Grant's termination and everything to do with providing services to the most needy population in Broward County. And while um, we were outvoted last week, Commissioner Lamarca and I, Commissioner uh, Rich, I think, said it, uh, voted for it to, to pass, I'm gonna still support this item as it stands because I think that while we wanna send a message, this is not the message we wanna send. This is not the message that this Board of County Commissioners wants to send, is that we are willing to sacrifice those that are most vulnerable to make a, a point. That makes us no better than the people that are using Ms. Grant as a political pawn, and I don't want to be a part of that. So at this time, because there is no connection to this item and whatever is going on with that board and whatever is going on with the CEO, I'm going to vote to support the item in its entirety as it stands, item 28 today. And I'm going to go ahead and move to, to go to Commissioner Holness to let him go ahead and close. And um, just so you know, if, we, if you do ask for a deferral, we're going to vote on that. And at this time, I, I don't think you have consensus. Commissioner Holness. Yes, thank you. Let, let, let me say clearly that I am not going to jeopardize the service to those who are in need. And if we, were to, if we were to defer this, I guarantee you that there's no way we're going to jeopardize that. Uh, as, as Commissioner Ryan probed, there are additional funders that are funding these programs. I'm certain that the hospital district's not going to run out of money to pay this for this short period of time. Uh, that we will be looking at. And the other funders certainly would have an issue with them stopping the services also. So there's no jeopardy here for the people of Brock County to be served uh, through these programs that are in place because we were to defer it for another two weeks. The, the, or, or a little beyond that, the, 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 the contract has routinely not been signed prior to the renewal date. That's, that's commonplace. So I believe that though this is not a direct connection, this is an entity that we're doing business with. And I can tell you this, that were it a small company that had these kind of outrage against them, we would have taken some similar action, if not more, uh, than this. Uh, to, to ensure that uh, they do what's right. Because it's not merely the firing of the CEO, Ms. Pauline Grant, that has happened. They have done 
a bunch of other things. A 25-year contract, uh, which is was crazy, uh, fines that they have incurred because they're not doing what they ought to do. Uh, this is merely the tip of the iceberg. So I'm going to ask that with the fact that Commissioner Udine wanted that additional report in, put in place, uh, that that be put in place and come back to us for a vote uh, at our first or at our very next meeting. Uh, so I'll make a motion for deferral until our next meeting. I have a motion on the floor for deferral. Do I'll second a the motion. Okay, so I have a second on the motion for deferral. We'll need to vote up or down that motion for deferral. All in favor of deferring this item, signify by raising aye. I'm saying aye and raising your hand. Aye. All opposed? Okay. That fails. Six to two, as I said. Okay. So. Yes? We've just been handed the addendum. The addendum. That can be put in that can satisfy the reporting requirement. Right. We've just been handed the addendum that I requested that can satisfy the reporting requirement. So I, if there is a motion to be made, I'd, I'd like it to be amended to include the new section 12.1. That's your motion, Commissioner Yudin. Okay. Okay, so that was item number 28 to be um, approved as amended by Commissioner Yudin. Do I have a second? Yes. Okay, uh, Madam Mayor, question of the county attorney, if I may. Yes. Miss um, Coffey? Just out of curiosity, this has, it's not quite hot off the press. I think it's cooled down, but I think this is still pretty new. I remember having voted in Tallahassee of things that literally were still warm from the photocopy. Um, the, um, are we unilaterally inserting a term into a contract that has been negotiated previously without, without notifying even the other party? It wouldn't be a final contract until North Broward approves the amended contract. In other words, they've offered you one version without this amendment in it. You're passing a different version. It'll have to go back to them for approval with this revised 12.1 in order to have a binding contract. It's a material provision. Okay, and do you anticipate well, you uh, you have no idea. I can't ask you she, what you think. Miss Shirley just answered that. It's my understanding that this kind of reporting has been part of the scope of services for a long time, and Great. I don't certainly you might want to. Miss Shirley just said she didn't have a problem Great. with it. No, we Can don't have a problem with it. it. It had been in the previous agreements. Okay. All right, so I had a motion and a second for item number 28 as amended. All in favor, signify by saying aye and raising your hand. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show, Commissioner Geller, was that a yes or a no? Okay. Let the record show that that item passes on a eight, on a seven to one. Okay. So that disposes of item number 28. Thank you, Ms. Shirley. Thank you um, very much. And Mrs. Uh, Charlotte Mather for coming out. Okay, that disposes of item number 28. The next item that was pulled from the consent agenda is item number 33, and that was pulled by Commissioner Geller. Yes, uh, thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, the law firm of Greenspoon Martyr, and sorry to make Dennis wait so long, is counsel for this item, and the outcome of the vote could benefit the law firm. 
although I am no longer with the firm because of my prior longstanding relationship and the fact that I am due some remaining compensation from the firm for work I've already performed, I'm abstaining on this item to avoid the appearance of a voting conflict. Because I have no actual voting conflict, I will remain on the dais for this item, but will not participate in the discussion. I ask that the minutes of the meeting please reflect that I have abstained from voting on item number 33. All in favor of item number 33, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show that that item number 33 passes at seven with one recusal. Got it? Or is it recusal or abstention? Um, I have abstained. Abstained? Okay, one abstention. Sorry, minute secretary. Okay, the next item is item number 34. That was pulled by Commissioner Ryan. Item 34 is a two-part motion to approve artwork um, that's going to be located over in Port Everglades. And um, there's uh, some suspended birds and fish and looks like some butterflies. I had a couple of questions uh, through the county administrator. Do we... Um, do we have somebody that can speak with regard to this artwork? Absolutely, Mr. Bosworth. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Bosworth. Good morning, Madam Mayor, Vice Mayor, Commissioners. Good morning, Mr. Bosworth. Uh, before I ask you a couple of questions, I thought I would comment on um, Commissioner Geller's discussion of amendments that arrive warm. It's okay if they're one page, but over in Tallahassee, sometimes they arrive warm, and they're about 120 pages. So That means uh, you don't need to read it. That's what they're trying to tell you. That's the message. <laughs> the message is you don't have an opportunity to read it, but we don't, tell we you don't do it that way here. Care bill we, we don't do it that way here. Um, you have, um, looks like a, a flock of birds that is suspended. What type of birds are those? <laughs> <laughs> Are they, are they birds that are indigenous to South Florida? They are, and they will keep in with the the total the artwork in totality is evocative of the flora and fauna of the Everglades. So, at final design, we can probably provide the exact species to you at that time. Wonderful. And I have a similar question for the fish. Are they? Um, there's a school of fish. Are those um, game fish or bait fish? Sir, at the point they're installed in this, in this artwork, they'll probably be flying fish because they'll be above the surface of the water. But again, we'll give you the exact species and specifications Well, if at you, the time. If you could speak to the artist, perhaps you may want to have um, a larger predator fish behind this, this school of fish. You could maybe bring in a larger uh, a wahoo or you know, some other fish that could... Commissioner Ryan. Make it, make it look a little more realistic. Ryan. But with that, I'll, I'll move the item. I second the item. And, 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 and uh, Mr. Bosworth, your, your new look uh, is seemingly more artistic. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You know, every time I let Tim talk, this, this day goes awry. I have a queue, people. And we are running out of time because we're going to lose another commissioner at 1130. So let's get back on track. I actually had LaMarca. relevant to the cultural arts uh, community, but, but first I wanted to say I'm going to give you a new nickname. It's going to be the Boz, not the old one, but the new one. Gotcha. Um, 
We can have Guy Harvey do the predator fish, by the way. I do have a really uh, poignant question about something that's near and dear to my heart, and I think it preceded you, but you know that it's something that means a lot to me. It was going to be something that was a public art uh, project in Pompano Beach and, Hill and Hollywood. And now we're looking for a place to put my favorite project, the stainless steel flying pelicans. Yes, sir. Um, I would just make a suggestion as we look forward to the yeah. Convention Center Hotel, the pier, the water area. We might want to work with our CBB director and our convention uh, project to see if we can find a home for those beautiful pelicans in District 7, technically it would be. You know, maybe we could stick one across the... Huh? On the tip by the convention center's district. Maybe All we'll right. put a few on the other side by the sales marina and they can talk to each other. But no, seriously, it's a great project. I'd love, I don't want to see it die. I want to see it somehow us get it somewhere. It doesn't have to be, you know, in any specific district. But as long as where people would see it the most, it was really a great project when I saw it back to the Cultural Council. Duly noted. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. So I had a motion on item number 34. All in favor of item 34, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show that that passes unanimously. Okay. The next item that was pulled from consent agenda is item number 39 by Vice Mayor Furr. Thank you. Real quick on this. I just wanted to recognize staff on this. They did a great job in, in, this, in bringing this to fruition. This is, has to do with the leachate, and waste management had proposed doing untreated leachate. Uh, into the into the boulder zone. I don't think I've ever gotten as much email on, on a subject as on this as on this and I'm, I'm Thrilled that the staff was able to come to terms with waste management for a contract that goes all the way to 2062 which is a long-term contract the one thing I would like to ask and mr. Moskowitz if I could ask you you, you don't have to get up, but I'm gonna ask you when the one of the contingencies on this was that what that was that waste management was going to withdraw their application as soon as this was confirmed and that and if you can just confirm that for us uh vice mayor mayor vice mayor yes. michael moskowitz representing waste management first of all let me join in the vice mayor's comments uh complimenting staff uh from mrs henry to mr garcia to angela benjamin uh they, they worked extremely hard in getting this accomplished it was a, it's a very complex agreement many complicated issues and I won't tell you so they they deserve compliment for the hard work that they did with respect to your question during this process we agreed to suspend the approval of the permit we did that on two occasions on 30-day occasion twice and if this is approved and once it is signed and given to us we've already signed the agreement the letter will probably go out within a week okay uh, withdrawing it thank you very much thank you Mr. Boston. okay thank you motion to approve Second. All in favor of item number 39, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show that passes unanimously. Item number 40 is the next item on the agenda. Commissioner Geller pulled this item. Yes, Madam Mayor. Um, as an attorney, I represent American Ambulance and its affiliates. And by the way, I'm going to be very pleased when we're through with these ambulance votes. The timing was not great. But I represent American Ambulance and its affiliates, which could be affected by the public hearing that would be set if item 40 is approved. In an abundance of caution, I am abstaining to, a, to avoid a potential actual voting conflict. I will be leaving the dais and will not be participating in the discussion of this item. I ask that the minutes of the meeting please reflect that I, that I have abstained from voting on item number 40. 
Do you have I'm a motion? Do I have a second? second. Get, let him get down. Okay, ready? All right, all those in favor of item number 40 signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed? Let the record show that item 40 passes on a seven with one abstention, okay? All righty. The next item on the agenda is item number 49. And that was pulled by Commissioner Lamar. Nope, I'm so sorry. Let's back up. Item number 48 was requested to stay on regular. And that was... Mayor, I have that as a positive vote, affirmative vote on consent. It was on consent, okay. Okay, 48, so 49 is now, oh, I'm sorry, I circled the wrong one. Yes, it was 49. Commissioner Lamarca. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, I recently became a member of the Board of uh, Trustees or Directors of the Museum of Discovery and Science because I'm a very strong supporter. I think it's a wonderful institution. However, because I do not receive any compensation for this service, I'm not prohibited from voting under Section 112 of the Florida statute, which addresses voting conflicts. However, because the item would directly benefit the museum, I'm going to abstain from voting to avoid even the appearance of a conflict. But because it's not an actual conflict, I'll remain in the dais and I will not participate in the item's discussion. I ask the minutes of the meeting please reflect that I have abstained from voting on this item. Thank you. Do I have a motion? So move. Second? Second. Okay. All those in favor of item number 49 signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Aye. Let the record show that that passes seven with one abstention. Okay. The next item that's on the agenda is item number 51. That's Commissioner Lamarca again. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I saw that this was moved and I didn't want to let the opportunity go out to have a discussion, but also to, to thank our intergovernmental affairs staff, um, members of this community, uh, from the Port Everglades advocacy team, Terry Stiles, um, Julie Berry, uh, Eric Roth, just uh, Bob Swindell, just a ton of folks who have gone multiple times to Washington, D.C. Not to see the cherry blossoms, not to see anything but rain, cold weather, and, and maybe the most miserable place you could be at the times of the year that we had to go advocate for uh, a Port, Everglade, exactly. Port Everglades uh, expansion project or deepening widening. I see Mr. Platt there, who has been an advocate from the beginning on transportation on the Broward, from the Broward Workshop. Um, so that I want to say thank you. I've got a text message from uh, representative, my representative, Representative uh, Frankel, on Saturday morning. And uh, it was just that the vote had taken place very, very late at night. Congratulations, and I want to echo that back to her for her staff and, and her hard work on this. Um, that being said, we've all spent some sig significant amount of time uh, on issues that are important, and we have had the opportunity from time to time to work with our DC staff. And I just have a couple questions, Ms. Henry, if I could see if uh, either Mr. Labrador or someone from Intergovernmental Affairs Mr. Labrador. So, Mr. Labrador, I guess maybe the point I'd like to make is um, your staff does an excellent job evaluating and bringing good firms to us, um, and you're making some. You're making a change uh, where where your evaluation sees fit, and I think it's excellent. I've had the opportunity um, to work with uh, the Gephardt uh, firm, uh, Greg in particular. 
Yes. Um, actually had the opportunity to meet, meet with and work a little bit with the former uh, majority leader, uh, Gephardt, and I think they have a great firm. Um, one of the questions I would ask, though, and with your, with your evaluation, is as we look at the other firm that we're modifying, and just to leave Van Skoik out of this because they're really more of a specialty firm and they've done an excellent job, and I don't have any issue with that, but as, as we look at this, um, the balance of power has not just shifted in Washington, D.C. It's done a 180-degree flip <laughs> that I don't think anyone had any indication of on the eve, the eve of the 8th. Um, that being said, where things are, are they the right firm to be our lead firm as opposed to Cormac? Uh, and for, uh, let me just step back for a moment. Uh, Eddie Labrador, Director of Intergovernmental Affairs Professional Standards. Uh, first, let me thank you, Commissioner LaMarco, for your comments about my staff. I really do appreciate that. Uh, in terms of Gephardt being the lead firm, I believe that they are exactly the right firm to be our lead firm uh, because they communicate with us every single day. They keep us abreast. It doesn't matter. They have relationships on both sides of the aisle. Um, they have a good, solid firm. You know, they get part, pick us, picks up the phone, people, uh, you know, pick it up on the other side, and they talk to them. So uh, we've, we've experienced that. He's helped us on a num uh, numerous occasions. Uh, we've got a good team there, and I believe that they continuing to be our lead firm is, is appropriate. Uh, not to take anything away from the Cormac Group. The Cormac Group is a good firm. They're a small firm. They, they have uh, good folks that are on our team. Uh, John Timmons, who works transportation infrastructure. Jim Link, uh, who works human services. Uh, and let me just mention to you that one of the things that we're intending to do with Van Skoyek is Van Skoyek is actually bigger than the other two firms. Right. Okay. They have tremendous breadth, and we are looking at expanding their scope from, from being just a specialty firm, which really, if you think about it, the fact that they are bigger than the other two and they're a specialty firm, you know, makes you wonder, but that's the way, you know, we ended up doing that a couple years ago. Um, we want to expand their, you know, their, their scope and bring them in as a general firm and have and limit ourselves to, to three firms. That's all we really need. Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, having four firms has been a uh, bit of a problem because there's not so much to do sometimes in Washington. And you got four firms, you're paying them, and you know, uh, I think we can probably do very well. Probably working a little bit harder than the people who are actually getting paid to be up there. Exactly, <laughs> and, 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 we're, and we can do very good work with the three firms that we're recommending to you. Okay. And, and, and I think that keeping the term, the, the, the team the way it is, is gonna be uh, very beneficial for us. Okay, and and just to be clear, they're all three accessible. They all three do a great job. My pur purpose of my question was just that things have really been turned on their heads. I just want to make sure that we're heading in the right direction to benefit this county and the taxpayers. Um, we haven't seen an indication of where you're going to end up. I guess you're going to negotiate with them to figure out where they are. The only thing I would ask you is that when you bring the sum total of the four firms we have now. Um, I, I know that if you give additional um, duties or responsibilities to uh, one or more of the firms, you may make some modifications, but on behalf of me, please don't find it necessary to spend the entire budget if we're eliminating one firm completely. I have no problem with us increasing if they're going to have more duties, but 
let's, we, we have an opportunity to save a few bucks here and, and still get more, more services out of it. And I totally agree with that. And if you notice uh, on the fiscal impact statement, uh, one of the things that I point out is that we have the opportunity to save some money for the, for the county taxpayer, and I intend to fully comply with that. Thank you, sir. With that, I'll move the item. Second. All in favor of item number 51, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Let the record show that passes unanimously. Item number 52, it was on regular. There was um, relatively no discussion on it. I only had the audience just in case there were questions. Commissioner Geller, you want to speak on item 52? Yes, okay. ma'am. Sure. As okay. mentioned regarding item 40, I represent American Ambulance and its affiliates. Item 52 proposes approving several agreements, including one with American. Accordingly, to avoid an actual conflict, I am abstaining on item 52 and will be leaving the dais until the board concludes the item. I ask if this be reflected in the minutes of the meeting. Thank you. Okay. Go ahead. It's okay. Did you want to talk? Yeah, if I could. Oh, okay. So go ahead. Commissioner Lamarca, sorry. Nobody so when you're, when you're in the construction it. industry, you don't have all these. No, I guess I had it. I looked over the language, and Ms. Henry, maybe you can help me out or somebody else in staff that would be able to do that. Um, it seemed like when we went from three firms to six firms, we were looking to, quote, unquote, and when it benefits us, we like to use the term level the playing field. But the going from next January to the following January, or was it 18 or 19, before we start doing the, the uh, forgiveness, the forgiveness, um, and moving it from 10% down to 7%, Aren't we really tilting the playing field to the, to the new firms? Because the old three firms have had to live under those rules for the past number of years. Uh, and these, it, it, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem fair and equitable, if you, if you will. If we're adding three more firms, why wouldn't we leave the existing uh, parameters in, in play? Ms. Sapiro. If I may, um, to clarify, Commissioner, all of the five contracts are identical. So they all get reduced down to the 7%. So while the other ones, the existing um, providers are under the 10%, they will now be um, reaping the benefit of going down to 7 as well. And that was done in order to um, assist with the three new companies to start up and, and be able to provide service as well. I, I appreciate that that is the case with the existing companies. Um, but it concerns me when we say that was, that was done in order to help the three new companies with the startup. Um, I don't think we're in the business startup business. If somebody wants to come play in our in our county, I, I welcome them, and we did a legal vote on that last week. Um, I don't see where we want to change rules basically to benefit the new folks in order to uh, harm the past of the existing folks. You, I understand. I just I, I have I have a little bit of heartburn with it. Um, even if I was one of those three. Uh, firms getting a break now, I would have thought to myself, well, I've been paying this for the last 10 years or however long. So um, just wanted to get some background on that. Thank you. Okay. With that, that concludes discussion on the item. And Mayor, there's a revised, just to call to your attention, the revised motion that's in your additional material for this morning because we've received only five signed copies rather than six. So it, it revises... Um, it, it delegates to the county administrator the authority to revise the uh, emergency call zones. 
um, in the event that the sixth is not received by December, the signed copy of the sixth contract is not received by December 19th. Okay, Ms. Coffey. Um, is that, would it be an additional motion, not a revised motion A? It's an additional motion B. Correct. Okay. So it's A and B. Okay. Move an additional, a. can move you move a. it? Second. All right. All those in favor of item A and B on item number 52, <coughs> signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Let the record show that that passes on a seven to one, with, with one abstention. Okay. All right. So now the next item on our agenda is item number 54. Uh, this item was pulled by someone in the audience, uh, Maria Liviano Cruz. Hi, Ms. Cruz. Hi. Good morning. My name is Maria Liovano Cruz, and I am the Director of Corporate Development for Florida East Coast Industries. I want to thank you for the opportunity to speak before you today, and I'd especially like to thank Vice Mayor for, for your leadership and support of this item. The item before you is a step forward that simply allows us to start the clock on the required review period for the FAA process. I want to thank the county administration and the county attorney's office for working with us to find a creative way to keep the discussion for passenger rail station alive while we finish our negotiations on the larger transaction which involves the air rights and the station itself. So again, I just want to thank you for your support and we look forward to working with you. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Do have a motion? All in favor of item 54 signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show that passes unanimously. We are now on to item number 57. Do I have a motion? Madam Mayor. Yes. Could I speak oh, to the no, other? No, no, not you. <laughs> not you. We can defer this for a long time. You know, according to Robert Rules of Order, you know, I can I can defer indefinitely. Are we are we under any rule uh, rule or law that we have to accept this? Can we can we deny yeah. it? Well, you have to accept the resignation. You sure? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so because you're going to leave us, I'm going to I'm going to stop debate on this motion. County Auditor. <laughs> well, I'm hopeful that after some clarification, there won't be that much debate. Uh, first of all, one point of clarification, it's not a resignation. Oh, uh, sorry. And the other is I'm bringing this item forward uh, today because uh, the charter establishes a process by which you select a new auditor. Uh, that process should get underway, and I have selected and given an effective date to uh, ensure that that process takes place expeditiously. My date is flexible. It's not like I'm going to hopefully knock on wood, not drop off the face of the earth February 3rd, but it has some flexibility to it. Uh, I certainly want to ensure a smooth transition so that uh, the service of my office remains uninterrupted. But a few points of clarification, because since I announced, I've been getting all sorts of calls and all kinds of rumors. Uh, Madam Mayor, I assure you that contrary to whatever Commissioner Bogan tells you, <laughs> I, I am not leaving because he no longer sits next to me. As much as I enjoyed our bantering and, and the work we did together, um, I, I was just, let me finish. Uh, Commissioner Geller has proven to be an infallible character, and I enjoy sitting next to him, too. So, so let's dismiss that rumor. There's another rumor around that, that I'm somewhat uh, 
upset that Stacy Ritter is no longer here <laughs> to encourage my improvements in my performance. That is abjectly, it's just, it's just not true. Uh, but seriously, I've been thinking of retiring for, since I turned 65 years ago. Uh, and it's been a very difficult debate, internal debate to myself. Uh, I have a strong commitment to public service, my staff, and whether you believe it or not, to this board. Uh, and it's troubling. It's difficult for everyone to retire. Um, but things have happened in the last five years. Um, since I first thought of it, since I turned 60, uh, my two daughters have provided me, blessed me with five additional grandchildren. Um, and uh, I'll have to tell you that under this rugged, audit exterior that I've had, there's, there's a real soft guy inside that loves children. Uh, and I'll tell you by point of reference, I left my previous employment uh, to spend more time with my children when I left public accounting. Uh, so roll forward 35 years, I'm putting that same dilemma, professional need versus personal life. And uh, why I enjoy what I do uh, most of the time. Uh, <laughs> and, and most Tuesdays I enjoy being with you most of the time. Occasionally, occasionally I often think that it's crossed my mind that I might do better, better to be in Irvine changing diapers than sitting here at this board meeting. Uh, but I have enjoyed it. It's difficult. Uh, but I hope you appreciate the, the, the conundrum I'm in, um, the level of effort necessary for me to be successful, uh, and the level of commitment that I have every day to this organization is not sustainable when I have uh, six grandchildren now. Oh. And just by way of reference, well, I will tell you that I've also read the charter, and it takes six votes to, uh, to remove me from office. I haven't called the question, but I think if I ask my six grandchildren, they may vote me out of office. So that's why, that's why I've made this difficult decision. Uh, it's no reflection on uh, anything other than the dilemma I have between my personal life and professional life. Um, and the other, and the reality that I am getting older, and, and eventually, everyone needs to retire, including Mark. So. <laughs> are you upset that we didn't go to the cash room last year? Is that what it is? I know you wanted to go to the cash room with me, Mark, but are you upset about that? Mark, I put the date out there. We we can do that. Okay, thanks. Just before I leave, actually, it might be real convenient. <laughs> uh, okay, so basically, you're divorcing us. It's not us. It's you. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, got it. All right, so back to this dais. I have three people in queue. I'm gonna name you off, Geller, Ryan, and Holness. Did you ask to speak? No, good, okay, even better. Ryan, Commissioner Ryan. No, we'll do that on another day, because we're gonna- We'll give you an opportunity to think that over. I'm, I, and by the so, way, I'm trying to keep you, keep you as brief as possible, because at 1130, I'm gonna lose commissioners, okay? All right. All right, so- um, Ryan, brief. When you talked about the grandchildren in the diapers, I think it was a Freudian slip when you said wetter rather than better. Uh, you, um, you talk about the process by which your replacement will be selected, and, um, and I thought I heard you say that this February 3 date is somewhat flexible. Yes. And, and I say it in the context that uh, in the four years that I have been here, I have found the county auditor's office to be essential to everything that we talk about as elected officials when we go before the voters we always talk about how we're going to make certain that we have greater 
efficiencies and accountability in government. And this is the, the best tool to accomplish that is another set of eyes. So your office is essential. A very highly qualified person to lead your office is indispensable to the, to the success of this county. So I hope that we will begin in earnest our selection process and that you will stay until this board has selected a replacement and uh, it'll certainly be done before the end of summer. Thank you. Commissioner Holness? Yes. Uh, it, we certainly are going to miss you uh, going forward. Uh, and, and I know we'll come to another time when we actually see a, a lot of stuff. But I want to thank you uh, for your service to the people of Broward County for the many years that you've served. And uh, in terms of the process of selection, I am hoping that you'll be there to help uh, in that search uh, to ensure that uh, uh, we, we get someone who is as discerning as you have been and steadfast and even at times taking us on uh, on, on some issues, uh, which, which uh, is the right thing to do, to be bold, to stand up for what you believe is right. Again, thank you. Okay. So what I'm going to do, County Auditor, is I'm going to put an actual item on that says motion to discuss how much you like the auditor before he leaves. And I will do that before February the 3rd, 2017. And I, it will be a love fest prior to divorce. Okay, so we have item 57 that is disposed of. It's a motion to direct the county administration to initiate a recruitment process. Um, I'm sure you understand what you need to do. Do we need a? Do we need to vote on this? Yes. Okay. Okay. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed. Let the record show that passes unanimously. Last item on our agenda is item number 58. And it was a motion to appoint two county commissioners to the Florida Association of Counties Board of Directors. There are positions that have become vacant because um, uh, Vice Mayor Marty, Mayor Marty Keir left us and um, Commissioner Tim Ryan no longer wishes to serve. So um, I know Commissioner Rich had expressed that she wanted to be on that board, but that leaves one seat available. And I was trying to appoint I, I would. Oh, wait, Lamarck is already on. You don't want to do it? No. You're on NACO. No, I, no, I understand. I, I'm not looking to do anything with myself, but I want to make sure that, look, the, this board in, a few years ago um, took some very hard stands against what I think is an organization that does tremendous benefit to all 67 counties. Um, and for us to, to have board members on there, it's great that we have more people who want to serve than don't want to serve. So. Well, that's what I was going to yeah. get to. Whoever takes this position, this is the actual board. And so you really need to show up so that you can make the, count, um, the county's voice heard. So I'm here. Um, I, I know Commissioner Yudan and I attended, they the, both attended. at the last meeting. Uh, I, I'd be interested in serving. Uh, you know, if, I'll if, nominate if, Commissioner Geller. Okay, I, I plan on still attending the meetings, but it doesn't. I don't need to be. Well, no. Well, I have other things you can be appointed to too okay. on the on the floor association about county's board. So you're good. Okay. I'm on right. Commissioner Geller for the board. And I need a. Oh, that's perfect. So I have Commissioner Rich and Commissioner Geller. 
nomination. Does, does Commissioner Rich need to be nominated? If so, no, it's, it's just I appoint. Okay. Okay. So as mayor, I'm appointing okay. Commissioner Rich and Commissioner Geller. The second thing that I needed to discuss on this item is we have a large urban uh, county uh, board member seat that Marty Kier was on, and it needs to go to Udine. Yes. Okay, so then now you'll, I'm going to send a, a letter to Florida Association of Counties saying that we want to fill the vacancies with the people that we've discussed. Okay. Okay, so you're on large urban. Okay, perfect. All right, so minute secretary, um, I have a motion to appoint uh, Commissioner Rich and Commissioner Geller to the board of the Florida Association of Counties and to make a letter to that effect. In addition to that, a motion to um, insert uh, Commissioner Udine on the large urban counties um, committee in place of Commissioner Marty Kier. And I'll send a letter to that effect. And I have a second on the motion. Second. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed. Let the record show that passes unanimously. The time is now 1122. Commissioner Bogan, you said you had some place to be, so I'm going to let you do non-agenda first. Okay, wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, if I ask the county administrator, um, so we do motion directs, uh, motion direct the staff, motion direct county attorney, do stuff, and things have happened like six months ago, five months ago, four months. Is there a way we can have a running written ledger on a weekly basis? So let's say, uh, in, and a lot of our new commissioners don't know what we had a motion to direct. It's still, you know, we're still working on it. Is there a way we can get some running tabs so we can pick it up every week and say, okay, something here? Yes. You know, we, Yes, can we that can do that. be started? Yes. Oh, I appreciate that. Commissioner Wexler had one. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know. You should have just asked Commissioner Wexler. She would have gave you hers. All right. What? Commissioner Udine? I just want to thank everybody from over at the port for my informative tour on Friday. We, my, me and my staff went over there. It was really amazing to see all the different aspects of the largest economic, one of the largest economic engines in South Florida. And I noticed that the appropriation, the authorization bill was funded right after I left, or approved right after I left, so I must add something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, trying to. Oh, that's scary. Okay, Commissioner no, Ryan? No okay, um, I have uh, none, but, uh, oh. Let me just say the Winterfest Boat Parade was a huge success. Um, our CVB director, Stacy Ritter, did a fantastic job of making a very, very creative sign for him. He is no longer Mr. Worldwide. He is Mr. 954. He even has a light-up sign to prove it. And he, we gave him the key to the county for being um, such a gracious um, grand marshal. We had a, a phenomenal turnout. We had uh, two members of NSYNC show up um, and was helping us out. We had the um, heavyweight boxer Evander Holyfield with real us, deal. the real deal. And um, they were just so kind and so gracious to all of the participants and all the people that wanted to take photos. I want to say thank you to them. I want to say thank you to Lisa Scott Bounds for putting on a phenomenal show and um, also to Mayor Jack Seiler for showing up and giving the key to the Fort Lauderdale as well to Pitbull. We did. It was it was crazy. It was insane. Um, but we had a great time and everything went off without a hitch. And I know that that takes enormous effort on the part of the people that put it together. And I just want to say thank you to them. Um, and yesterday, um, you know what, I'm going to let Vice Mayor Fur talk about the um, championship boxing. Okay. Yesterday, uh, the World Boxing Council 
held their uh, conference at the Diplomat. They gave me the belt. Nice. <laughs> it's a very small belt, though. Small belt, yeah. I'm looking to make not some kind of. Not no. The real one was there. It was pretty cool looking. But this is a, this is like a baby belt. This, yeah. This will be good for uh, one of Evan's grandkids. Um, also, there's a uh, big meeting this Friday on the Coastal Link um, with uh, all the different principals will be there. I hope everybody can make that. Um, there's also a mayor's meeting of all the cities on January 9th to discuss uh, trash issue. And other than that, just want to say happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, I had the opportunity to travel this past uh, weekend to the West Coast, and I want to commend our folks at FLL for, all, for again, providing a, uh, a good a very good flying experience. Uh, kudos to JetBlue for being a great partner and uh, just always, always great service. Um, I also want to thank Commissioner Yudin for, for spending some time at the port. Um, clearly, it was you that put us over the top, but I do want to also thank the, 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 the work that uh, our representative uh, uh, Lois Frankel has provided. I did, I did make the case to my new representative, Ted Deutsch, that should uh, all the I's not get dotted and the T's not get crossed, he was in the uh, hot seat to, to perform. But it looks like uh, I'll be leaving the charge to ask uh, President Obama to please sign the, uh, the authorization for that, uh, for that word of bill, which has a new, new acronym for it. But either way, Port Everglades is in it, and that's fantastic. Um, I wanted to point out that in our National Association of Counties magazine, County, County News, uh, our Broward County Animal Care and, uh, and Adoption was highlighted as one of the big things in the entire state of Florida. So kudos to you all for that. Um, I also want to, I know we've, we've had some difficult conversations about E911 and service and all that. Um, I wanted to, to briefly read a quick uh, letter to the editor from a uh, resident of Weston who, uh, who sent a, a letter into the Sun Sentinel. It said, last month I had an emergency and called 911. The lady on the phone helped me through the ordeal, but I never had the chance to thank her. The ambulance came. We rushed out of the house, left without properly hanging up. Didn't know there was a proper way to hang up from 911 other than to, it's an emergency. Uh, a few, few days later, she called 911 to find out her name. The, the operator's name was Flossie Simon. And so she sent her a card with deepest thanks. And a few weeks later, she sent her an email. It was very touching. Uh, people who devote their lives to help others deserve to know how important they are, even when we forget to say thanks. And I want to thank the supervisors, their families, and everyone, how special they are. That was uh, from a very grateful resident um, in, in Weston. So to our E911 operators who sometimes get, uh, I don't want to say forgotten, but don't, aren't at the forefront of the conversation. Um, one more thing, the item 38 was on consent, and I want to thank Alfonso, uh, Administrate the rest of administration uh, for diligently looking for space throughout the uh, adjacent areas to the judicial complex. Uh, it, it, it's an important issue that we all want employees of Broward County, state attorney's office, as well as everyone in the in the courthouse to be in safe, clean, and great working conditions. Um, so I, w I did want to support that that item, and that's why I voted for it. But I want to make sure that everyone appreciates the work that uh, Afonso and his team and administration has done, because uh, I think it's probably close to a dozen, ten or twelve uh, properties that they're looking at leases for, and 
we want to make sure those folks are in a good situation. With that being said, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah. Uh, we'll see you after the New Year. Thank you. Commissioner Holness? Yes. Uh, we, we had uh, the Uber and, and Lyft discussion that took us quite a bit of time. At that time, I uh, talked about the fact that in terms of providing service to the disabled, they were not required to, but we require our taxi industry to do so, which is a burden on them. I believe that we ought to look to see how we can in the future level the playing field a bit and ensure that they're making a contribution towards that cost so that the taxi industry is not left with the burden of providing service to those of, or people who are in need to be transported but have uh, disabilities. Uh, <clears throat> and even within that, uh, we talked about basically creating a uh, transportation system that's more in interconnected, and I know we're working on an app that would allow that to be more visible and also how we might be able to utilize uh, the taxi service for helping with our TOPS program. Let me inform you that on Friday, December 16th, the Broward County Library in the city of Lauderhill will have its grand opening. That's a brand new 10,000 square feet library at Central, Lauderhill Central Park Library, it's called 3810 Northwest 11th place in Lord Hill, right in front of our wonderful Central Broad Regional Park. Ceremony begins at 10 a.m., and it's open to the public. This 10,000-square-feet library is attached to the Lord Hill Performing Arts Center. Uh, we have 25 public access computers, a tutoring room, a multi-purpose room. Uh, this is a great place uh, that not only promotes literacy, they also offer centers of learning and social inter interaction and provide service free to the public. This Saturday, from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., the community of Boulevard Gardens need volunteers uh, to meet up and clean up. The location for that uh, meetup is 313 Northwest 28 Terrace in Fort Lauderdale, well, actually unincorporated area, 313 Northwest 28 uh, Terrace. Uh, high schoolers will be given community service hours. Uh, we'll provide refreshments and T-shirts. And Reverend Jesse Scipio, the president there, can be called at 954-592-8900. And let me wish everyone a happy holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy Kwanzaa. Thank you, Commissioner Holness. Commissioner Geller, any non-agenda? Um, briefly only because Commissioner Holness brought this issue up uh, in reference to the um, handicapped uh, issue pertaining to how we're going to be dealing with this because the um, uh, transportation companies, Uber, Lyft, TNCs, are not required to deal with that, and the cabs are. I share that concern. I believe that this is an issue that ultimately, in, in the not terribly distant future, 
is going to blossom into a serious problem. Um, I believe that if we don't take steps, we will have the potential to have serious ADA compliance issues. And um, I will discuss with, uh, I guess, the county administrator uh, what the best way of, of dealing with this issue is, but this is an issue that we will not be able to sweep under the rug uh, or ignore for very long. I, I think it's an issue that we are going to need to deal with in, in a very prompt fashion because if we don't, I'm afraid that, again, there are serious potential adverse consequences to the county and, and to the citizens who need this, uh, who need the uh, uh, handicapped uh, wheelchair transportation. So, Ms. Sapero? Yes. Um, Commissioner Geller, we um, our staff has been working on on uh, developing some uh, analysis that we can get back to the board on paratransit services and and that. Yes, Commissioner Geller. There is a difference. You, you mentioned paratransit. The paratransit is yeah. the transit that is arranged in advance and has um, cost. Excuse me, income uh, qualifications. I'm talking mm -hmm. about the non-paratransit, is that what you were also discussing? Yes, and we'll get something to the board with an update. We'll have our uh, transportation department. That will include something. the non-paratransit? Yes. Okay, yes. thank you. Okay. Um, Just yes. real quick, I, I, mm -hmm. I forgot something. Um, in 2015 was the first year that heroin and opioid deaths uh, surpassed gun deaths. Uh, if we don't do something about this in a, in a quick manner, I know that's, a, that's an easy statement to make, um, do, following through is different. Um, we need to continue to figure out how we're going to make sure that our first responders have um, uh, the response to uh, Narcan, and the response to these over these overdoses because when, when, when that number comes up on the screen and there's 12,989 uh, heroin and opioid deaths and there's 12,979 uh, gun deaths, um, you're hearing a little bit about it on TV, but you're not hearing the, you're not hearing the political outcry about uh, that situation, whereas you're hearing from uh, the anti and pro gun lobby every time there's a shooting you're hearing all these things all these other things but these are these are real lives and they're they're being touched uh, in county commission offices in Palm Beach County um, lost a, one of our staffers one of our friends up there lost a st staffers child uh, we've got folks here in Broward County that when the pill mill epidemic was going on you'd meet mothers whose children died and they weren't from impoverished necessarily uh, communities they weren't necessarily from one one walk of life or another they were from everyday America and we've got to figure out something to do about this um, I'm not going to just say something and, and, and not do anything about it but I'd like to see how we can work with our uh, first responders to make sure that if it's funding they need that we work with Tallahassee and Washington and get that done okay county attorney happy holidays to everyone okay and I have one more thing to say and that is that um, during the Winterfest vote parade, we had a, a an acrobatic public information officer, Kimberly Moreau, 
who was hanging off the stage. She was kicked off three times Did trying to take no, she was trying to take pictures of all of the the um, transactions that were occurring on the stage, and um, there was probably 50 other photographers, and I could just remember her heels, and she's on the tippy toes, and then somebody said, what are you doing here? You don't have a press pass. And she's like, I'm pressed. So she was um, really making an effort to make sure she captured the moment and for Broward County, and so I just want to say that she should get some type of hazard pay for that. She also and, got Broward um, County trending number one on MLB, Major League Baseball, over the weekend. We the number <laughs> one video on Major what? League Baseball. What? Really? Yes, we were. All right, cool. So I just want to say um, thank you again, Kimberly, for really doing a fantastic job there. And um, with that, happy holidays. Um, yes, Monica, you want to say something else? No, I just didn't know if you had the county administrator's report. Do you want to, do you want to give a county? Really? Share something. Yes, the really. county administrator has a report. No, I'm joking. Very she quickly. always does. Very yes. quickly. Wanted to offer um, congratulations to our uh, Broward County Water and Wastewater Services for winning the Outstanding Distribution Award from the Florida Section of the American Water Association. So that's based on excellence in categories such as water quality and operations records and professionalism of employees. So I just wanted to extend our congratulations. And happy holidays to everyone. Thank you. With that, this morning means adjourned. We'll see you back at 2 o'clock for public hearing.
Good afternoon. This is official roll call for the county commission. The two o'clock public hearing meeting is now about to start. Roll call for the county commission. Michael Udine, here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good afternoon. We have got five county commissioners to start the 2 p.m. public hearing. Six? Okay, wonderful. It's 2.02, and I'm calling the meeting, the public hearing meeting of December the 13th, 2016 to order. Um, it is customary that we're led in the pledge, and we would like to be led by our fabulous Commissioner Geller. Thank you. We have two, two proclamations today on the public hearing um, meeting. And the first proclamation we'd like to um, present to Maikai for their 60th anniversary. And could Dave Levy and Pia Dahlquist join Commissioner LaMarca at the podium. And anybody that you'd like to join him can join him too. I just only have those two names. Yes, we're gonna get a performance. So uh, those who grew up in South Florida remember places like yesterday's, the Down Under, the Caves, Kapok Tree Inn, and one of my favorites, Burton Jacks. And they are no longer, but after 60 years, the Maikai is still here, and we're going to honor them for uh, for their business and for what they've provided to the community and our culture. And if I could, where's Ansley? Come, 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 join us up here. Ann is the, uh, as you all know, the executive director of the Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association here, but more importantly, 
in a past life, she was the uh, a city commissioner and mayor of Oakland Park, and the Maikai is in Oakland Park. And uh, she was pivotal in, in honoring the Maikai a few years ago when there was a documentary done on the Tiki world. <laughs> so this, uh, this proclamation requested uh, by myself, uh, whereas the Maikai restaurant began as a four-room restaurant with a small bar in a peaked thatch roof and stood alone on the outskirts of Fort Lauderdale on US-1 Federal Highway, which was a two-lane road in 1956. The famed Maikai was created by brothers Bob and Jack Thornton, Thornton, originally from Chicago, whereas over the years, the expansion and upgrades occurred and now consists of eight dining rooms, a 150-person capacity bar and lounge. Got to check that out. Meeting and banquet facilities, tropical gardens, and walking paths and waterfalls. A stage in the center to showcase the ever-popular Polynesian Islander Review floor show and a gift shop. Whereas since its inception, the Maikai has prided itself on its staff and customer service. Many of its management and waitstaff are family members of the initial staff of the restaurant. It prides itself on service with maitre d' greeting visitors to attendance in the restaurant in the restrooms, and whereas the Maikai offers breathtaking entertainment with its longest-running Polynesian show in the United States, the Maikai Islander Review features authentic Polynesian music, dance, costumes, and artifacts. Members of the troupe represent many of the islands that make up the South Pacific, and a new floor show directed and choreographed by native Tahitian Murali Thornton, also the owner of the Maikai, debuts every December. The review reflects the music and culture of the islands by interpreting ancient stories through song and dance. And the show has entertained generations of locals and tourists throughout the years. Quite often, adults in the audience remember going to the Maikai as a child and in turn are bringing their children to experience it. Whereas the Molokai Bar, designed as a turn-of-the-century seaport saloon for many years, sold more rum than any other location in the United States. Let that one marinate, if you would. It is, it is an extensive tropical drink menu, which includes the m famous mystery drink and a sophisticated wine list. Whereas the Maikai is now run by Bob's stepson, Dave Levy, and sister, Kalunai, who undertook the massive renovation after damages from Hurricane Wilma. Gone is the blue roof. <laughs> Again, another generation touched by the Maikai traditions. It has been voted the, the best on many times through its 60 years and the number one tiki bar restaurant in the world. Most recently in 2014, the Maikai was added to the National Register of Historic Places. Whereas no longer is Maikai alone on a two-lane highway, it has stayed steadfast in its island traditions and provided its South Pacific hospitality for 60 years to countless locals and visitors. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners that the Board hereby designates Wednesday, December 28th, so you have plenty of time to get ready to go visit on that day, as Maikai Restaurant and Polynesian Show Day in Broward County and offers its gratitude for 60 years of tropical hospitality, signed by our Mayor Barbara Sharif. And uh, if you haven't had the rum barrels, let's check them out. Yeah. We'll take a photo, and then I'm going I'm to ask you all to perform. Here, we take these. Sorry. It ruins your great decor. Oh. I usually get two kisses at a commission meeting. You guys? Okay. 
it is customary when presenting a tiki presentation that the presenter dances. I'm going to exit stage right. I'm going to wear this rest of You're not going to shake the lay? I'll shake the lay. Shake the lay? Oh, we're going Thank you. The other alternative was were torches and some uh, some knives and things, but we couldn't do it. No, we have work to do, Barbara. Your dance floor waits. <laughs> we're gonna need help on the captioner's notes on that one. I'll come over there when I'm dancing. Let's everybody take a picture with the rest of the commission. He said he's not dancing. You're not gonna break a lay today. <laughs> Waiting for your fellow commissioners. <laughs> okay, here we go. One, two, three. Stop because we have other cameras. <laughs> Here we go. One, two, mm -hmm. three. Okay. Oh, one more. One more. This 
here we go. One, two, three. Okay, wait, one more request. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, that was a lot more fun than what we have in store. The public hearing is coming up real soon. Um, before, before we get to the public hearing, um, I have a proclamation here for a group of very dedicated women in Broward County. And I... Goes better with your outfit than mine. I'm breaking the lay. Um, so before... Um, now that now I'm going to look like I'm giving a tiki proclamation. Um, okay, so we have the commission on the status of women. Could um, Commissioner Fewer, um, for, wait, you said I said it wrong last time, right? Foyer, come to the podium and join me along with anybody else that you would like to come. All right. Okay, this proclamation reads, whereas the Commission on the Status of Women, the CSW, was established by the Board of County Commissioners on December the 14th, 1976, to serve as a medium to bring about understanding and solutions to the many complex problems involving the status of women in Broward County. Whereas for the past 40 years, 161 members have dedicated countless hours of time, talent, and energy to ensure equity for all women in our county. And whereas the CSW has played a unique and meaningful role through its history in ensuring public awareness of the needs, contributions, and potential of women in all facets of our community life and public office. And whereas the CSW advocates legislative and administrative action to eliminate discrimination and to promote equality for women. And whereas the CSW seeks new and or expanded services for women in Broward County in the areas of education, child care, employment, housing, social concerns, criminal justice, and finance. And whereas for four decades, the CSW has had many accomplishments, including conducting a pay equity study within Broward County government resulting in increased pay levels for many women, initiating the Broward Coalition for Judicial Awareness, which resulted in the Family Court, creating the Women's History Committee and the eventual founding of the Broward County Women's History Coalition, and the Broward County Women's Hall of Fame, and promoting the revision and expansion of Broward County government's policy on sexual harassment, and joining and creating the first downtown Fort Lauderdale Child Care Center. And, whereas it is appropriate that these contributions of the Commission on the Status of Women be given due recognition, 
Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designates Wednesday, December the 14th, 2016, as the Commission on Status of Women 40th Anniversary Appreciation Day in Broward County, Florida, as they celebrate their 40th anniversary and remind, remember their past while looking forward to the success of the future. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much, uh, Mayor Sharif. On behalf of the uh, 161 uh, dedicated women from across Broward County who served on the CSW over the last 40 years, uh, the women of Broward County and my current commission on the status of women, we are so humbled and honored to accept this proclamation from you. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, Ghazala Salam, I'm the chair of the Commission on the Status of um, Women in Broward, and I will have the others speak. Uh, Janet Solit. Kimberly Green. Uh, Commissioner Toby Foyer, I'm the first vice chair. <laughs> this is your phone? Okay.
Okay, we're going. We're on to the public hearing. For those of you that are in the audience that um, are planning on participating with us today, please turn off or silence your cell phones. Any member of the audience who wishes to be heard on any agenda item, you must fill out a speaker form. Once the item is taken up, you cannot speak. Please, if you have not um, signed up and you want to speak, please go and do so now. Once you're called upon, you'll have three minutes to speak. Keep your comments brief until the item being discussed. Be nice to everybody or you'll be escorted out. Summary. Now, that's it. You're so silly. Okay, I'm going to try to get you all out of here before 3 today. Let's see if we can do that. Okay. Motion 1, item 1 is a motion to consider the adoption of a resolution appending, amending the administrative code, the title of which as follows, uh, the resolution of the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, pertaining to the scheduling of, of county commission meetings, amended section 18.3 of the Broward County Administrative Code. There are no public speakers signed up to speak. Is there anyone from the public that wishes to be heard on item number one? Seeing none, the public hearing is closed. Back to this desk for a motion. Second. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Okay, wait a minute. Commissioner we're going to fold public hearing items right into the normal agenda, right? Go from one meeting to the next. Right, but they're not folded in. They're going to be one no. behind the other. Okay. So with regard to that being two meetings, how are, it goes let me just make one suggestion. Can we be, unless it's absolutely uh, necessary and timely, that we're very uh, cautious about adding uh, time certain items? We've had, not currently, but we, at some times we've had two, three, and four in oh, one no. meeting. And I'm not, it's not just you. I think it was. I think it was a previous mayor. If he's listening, that I'm was kidding. Not on but my I'm just watch. saying, you know. I would do it two years ago. There's a lot of stuff you wouldn't do. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we passed it. Thank you. Thanks okay. For the All right. Okay. Did, did we get a vote? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Did we? Yes, we did. Okay. Would you like to vote again? <laughs> Okay. All righty. So all in favor of item number one signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show that that passes unanimously. Okay. Item number two is a motion to open the public hearing as required by section 147F of the Internal Revenue Code of 1986. As amended, the code relating to the issuance of an application of not to, ex not to exceed, there's a typo, not to exceed $50,000 aggregate principal amount of hospital revenue bonds for Trinity Health Credit Group. Um, is there anyone from the audience that wishes to be heard on um, item number two? I have an audience participation card only for questions from Holy Cross Hospital. Seeing none, I'm going to close the public hearing, go back to this day as for a motion. Second. All in favor of item two signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show that passes unanimously. Uh, item number item, that was item two. A and two B both. <clears throat> item two. Okay. Two is inclusive of A and B as usual. Okay. It is customary that when there is an item with two or three or four letters that they all go together. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you, Mayor Ryan. <laughs> item number three is a motion to consider an enactment of an ordinance, the title of which is follows: an ordinance of the Broad County. Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, relating to the dangerous dogs amending sections 4-2, 4-12, and 4-12.5 of the Broward County Code of Ordinances Code. All right, so 
there's no public speaker signed up for item number three. Is there anyone from the public that wishes to be heard on item number three? Seeing none, the public hearing is now closed. Back to the stage for a motion. Just Second. one. We, we just received. Thank you. We just received a letter from the advise, the animal care advisory board, which was very helpful because they're in support of this, and this is just to clean up some language so that it pairs with the state. Uh, from which advisory board? Animal care advisory board. Animal care. Yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure everyone knows that this board spent a lot of time on these issues in years past, and this is excellent. Thank you. Okay. So we had a first, and we had a second. All in favor of item number three, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed, let the record show item three passes unanimously and we are deteriorating. Okay, item number four is a motion to approve the U.S. government lease of real property between Broward County and the United States of America, acting by and through the designated representative of the General Services Administration. This is item number four, does not have any public speakers. This is a public hearing, so I'll need to open it up to the public. Is there anyone that wishes to be heard on item number four? Seeing none, the public hearing on item four is closed. Back to this dais. All right, all in favor of item number four, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed, let the record show item number four passes unanimously. Item number five is a motion to consider the approval of a, of a lease agreement between Broward County and Port Everglades International Logistics Center, LLC. Um, this item, I have two public speakers signed up only for questions. That was Eric Swanson and Anitra Lancey. So um, seeing no other public speakers, I'm going to close the public hearing. Back to this day. Okay. Question? He's not sir? public. Hold on. Back to this day for a motion. I'll take a motion in a second, and then we'll do discussion. Got a second? Second. Okay, wonderful. Now for discussion, I have the auditor followed by Lamarca followed by Geller. Did you raise your hand? Okay. Mine's only a comment relative to our continuing review of this item. Uh -huh. uh, we're working with uh, port staff uh, and will be hopefully finished by the next meeting. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Commissioner Lamarca. Thank you, Mayor. I know you're trying to work with the clock, so I'll work the best I can with you. Uh, just, just to say that this is an excellent project and use of this property, you know, it's a, it, it is a what I consider what we should be doing with entities like Port Everglades and our airport and doing public-private partnerships um, between the contractor, the developer, uh, and what they're, what they're risking extensively in capital uh, will all succeed when this, when this process and this project succeeds. But um, I feel very confident about this moving forward and just wanted to uh, say kudos to the port staff and uh, all of our staff here from the auditor on for uh, getting this, keeping this on the rails, if you will. So with that, I would move the... It's actually been moved in second, it's all. Ready for it? Yeah, okay. I'll just, just comment too to Commissioner Udeen. Extremely high level of work product from the county attorney's office on this. This lease is detailed, thorough, and good. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, so all in favor of item number five, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Let the record show that item number five passes unanimously. All righty. We're on to items number six. 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11, which are all supplemental budget re resolutions. Um, they can all be taken up uh, one at a time. I'm going to open the public uh, hearing for items number 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. Is there anyone from the public that wishes to speak on any of the supplemental budget resolutions within the capital fund, the special revenue fund, the enterprise fund, internal services fund, the special purposes fund, or the general fund? 
please step forward now. Seeing none, the public hearing is closed. I'd like a motion on item number six. Can we move them all together? Yes. No, I think we had to do one at a time, but we can go through them very quickly. So I have a motion and a second on item number six. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed, let the record show that passes unanimously. Item number seven. Second. Um, Madam Mayor, may I speak on item seven? Sure. Barbara, sorry. You want to speak also? Okay. Actually, this new, uh, new Commissioner Bogan, I, I understand that you um, seven have a, uh, seven. Okay. a brilliant understanding of the budget process, but Thank for you. purposes of <laughs> some of the rest of us, uh, I have a general question that I'd like to direct to, to the county attorney. Uh, it appears that, that these items are primarily, primarily a, a rollover or a true-up of funds, and I guess some of them are for for funds remaining in balances for capital projects or, or revenue that, that hasn't been spent on operational expenses. Um, what, what's the purpose of the rollover? I mean, does it stay within the category of the funds for which it was appropriated in the prior year? And, and how do we reappropriate those funds? I understand your question correctly. These several motions actually do a reappropriation um, from um, the fund from which they were originally appropriated. Perhaps there's money left over and it returns it to a different fund. And I'll have to tell you, I'm, I would have to defer to your budget director or your county administrator to explain that in greater detail, but it's basically to true up funds for which not all the funds have been expended either because projects weren't finished or because um, expenditures simply weren't made. For example, positions might not have been hired to, and it could be salary money left over in an account. And there, there are various reasons for that. Right, so there may be uh, unfilled positions for which we had uh, appropriated funds, and uh, throughout the fiscal year, those, those positions were not filled. Uh, to the county auditor, do you, have, do you look at these, these balances in any detail to, uh, to make any kind of um, um, a... Um, analysis on whether or not certain departments are operating with, with greater efficiencies than other departments, resulting in the savings within that department during the year? We don't look at this time at their budget, this budget uh, supplement, because this is the, the process by which at the end of the year we close all the books. It's the residual amount of money that's left over. It's, it's looking back at it. It would not be indicative necessarily of efficiency. It could be indicative of several things, including in the case of vacancies. Simply having vacancies may not be indicative of an efficiency. Um, similarly, if the project is is a capital project that was intended to take place but did not, would not necessarily indicate indicate anything relative to the management of the project. At the end of the fiscal year, at some point, um, is there any analysis that's made within these departments as to? Uh, I can understand if a if a capital project was not um, completed or, or if positions were not filled. But if there were other uh, savings within the department, is there any analysis so that at the end of the year or some point in the future, we can go back and, and, and recognize certain departments that have done you know, quite a, uh, an excellent job in, in controlling their budget Commissioner and, Ryan. And, and have an analysis of other departments? Commissioner Ryan, a county auditor. I, uh, Marcy Gelman from the Budget Office is sitting in the audience. Maybe it would be, she would be more Absolutely. appropriate to ask these questions, too. Through our Assistant County Administrator, Ms. Sapero, is that okay? Yes. That, Thank that's you. That's what I was going to call on to uh, elaborate on this. So we can quite a, a lot Ms. of Gilman, extensive yes. uh, the, the last 
Thank you. Heard the question. Of you, you heard the last question. Yeah. Um, can I can I go back? A, a, yes. A please go back. Mm -hmm. um, so these, uh, everything that's said here is true about, um, you know, obviously their savings at the end of the year if there's positions that are vacant and all that. But this action before you typically um, includes uh, reappropriations of non-recurring items. Um, and those are items that um, we were talking about a capital project or, um, or a study that was budgeted one uh, last year but not budgeted this year and would not, we, we don't, as a matter of policy, unless we, there was an anomaly situation that we disclosed in here, would not be reappropriating balances just because they were left over at the end of the year. So I just wanted to make sure that it was really clear that, that everything that's included in here is vetted, that uh, falls into certain criteria under certain categories. <clears throat> and, and having money left over um, isn't really one of the uh, one of the criteria that's used for this. It, it's, it's much more stringent than that. In terms of uh, forecasting and, and looking at the end of the year, yes, yeah, so every year we do an end of the year analysis. We do forecasting during the year um, so that we're well aware of which areas of the budget uh, are expected to have savings, which areas do have savings, and, and we use that information during our budget process. So. Okay, and the last question was, when you look at the analysis of the numbers of whether or not you're going to need to have a supplemental budget for a department during the year or whether you'll anticipate some savings, the, the last question was, is there kind of a deeper analysis of, of the reasons for it? I mean, obviously, yes. we covered the unfilled positions, projects that, that were not undertaken, but the last question was, any operations or efficiencies within a department. Is there any analysis in that area? Yes, we try to, when there is, when there is um, more than, more savings than we thought, think, sh you know, is normal, then we would uh, dig down to the underlying reasons for that and, and uh, take action. Or uh, actually during the year we do forecasting to ensure that agencies are living within their budgets and work with them on corrective action plans um, to make sure that they end the year in, um, in a positive position. Thank you, Ms. Gilman. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, Commissioner LaMarco, you're recognized. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, this is as the item this morning, a part of this item in uh, in budget and budget reasons is dealing with the board of uh, director of the museum discovery science sorry. so i want to uh again inform you that i recently became a member of the board of directors of the museum discovery and science and because i do not receive any compensation for this service i'm not prohibited from voting under section 112 of the florida statutes which addresses voting conflicts however the item would directly benefit the museum so i'm abstaining from the vote to avoid even the appearance of a conflict please and because this is not an actual conflict I will remain on the dais, but not participate in the item's discussion. I ask the minutes of the meeting, please reflect that I've abstained from voting on this item. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I had a motion and a second on item number seven. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show that that passes seven with one abstention. Okay, item number eight, do I have a motion? All in favor signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed? Let the record show item number eight passes unanimously. Item number nine. Move it. All in favor, signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, let the record show item number nine passes unanimously. Item number 10. Move it. Second. All in favor, signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, let the record show item number 10 passes unanimously. Item number 11. Move it. All in favor, signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, let the record show item number 11 passes unanimously. And for those of you out there who didn't turn your TV on quick enough, that concludes our public hearing. <laughs>